Be sure to get down, good Lord, with the two idiots talking sports. Strictly, man, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali. You can't get them out of your mind, no. They talk about the sports all the time. All right, welcome to Two Idiots Talking Sports. I'm your host, Alex. Join for a special NBA draft edition from with my boy, replacing Big Z, Daniel. What's up, Daniel? What's up, guys? Uh, guest, guest featured idiot here for the day. Yeah, feature uh, reoccurring guest. I can't yep, re- this is my second time on. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I hope you brought, I'm just throwing this at you, I hope you brought some cool indie bands for us to talk about at the end. But I'll let you uh, stew on that as we do our mock draft. I got some in my back pocket for you. Oh, that's why you're on the pod. Um, all right, I'm podcasting from Outer Banks on a beautiful family vacation, which I've ditched my family on the beach to go huddle in this beach house so I could talk NBA draft prospects with my boy D. I got a coffee and a Corona, and I'm ready to just break down the top lottery picks. Are you ready, D? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. So just just for our listeners so they understand what we're doing, uh, the Knicks, once Porzingis got hurt, uh, I basically started just ripping through mock drafts for the last five months. So I feel very ready for this because I've been eagerly anticipating the Knicks pick, even though we only picked nine. Uh, Daniel and I are going to alternate picks. Pretending that we're the GM of that team with who we think they should take slash who we've heard they're going to take. And we'll just go pick by pick. I am going to take the number one pick, which is probably the only surefire pick because the secret is out that the Phoenix Suns are going to take DeAndre Ayton. Is there any debate on this for you, Daniel? So... So that's your pick. You're picking Aiden. I'm picking Aiden. I feel like they need everything behind Devin Baker. The first couple of teams are so bad that like they could just go any position, and it's a need for them. Yeah, it's true. I mean, one thing that I just think is funny about this, I mean, I agree with you. I think Aiden's going number one. But it seemed to be like there was some debate about this until Aiden had his workout and then just told everybody that he was going number one. And then everybody was like, okay, it's a sure deal. Like he said so. Yeah, I think his exact his quote was like, "I'm going one. I'm not even planning for anything else." And, and he, it's like, but like, can't any pick say that? Like, why? Why are we just believing him now? I mean, he must have killed his workout. It's either for me. It's all, there's only two players that should be going at the top, and it's Aiton and then Doncic. Who I'm in love with Doncic. I've been on Team Doncic for a while, but they have Devin Booker. They have Jock Jackson. They have no bigs. I mean. What do you think? Who are the guys they took? They got Bender. They got Chris. They've got all oh, these other. Yeah. They Those stink. Alex Lennon is going to be a free agent. He stinks. They don't have a point guard, but there's not a strong enough guard. Besides Doncic, if I had this pick, I'm taking Doncic. I just think he could shoot. He could uh-huh. pass. He's going to be a blend of this. You could never have enough like combo guards who could shoot and score and do everything like Doncic can, I think. Uh, Aiden, I see kind of as like, kind of like Kyle Anthony, like a less athletic Carl Anthony Towns, but he could shoot, he could rebound well, he's like very polished, a little bit old school, young Patrick Ewing, they've said, uh, with a jumper and more agility. Yeah, I mean, you know, I agree with you. Everybody's raving about his backs and his offensive game. I think he does have some major defensive concerns. Like that, that was shown in the NCAA tournament where he just got repeatedly burned in the, the game Arizona uh, got knocked out. Yeah. But, um, you know, otherwise he looks the part. And I, I do kind of question, though, like in today's NBA, you have this like dominant offensive center uh, who may be just a defensive liability. Like, I'm not sure how far that really gets you. But where the Suns are out right now, you know, they they are making this pick, and he's pretty close to a sure thing. I think at least sort of his floor, and so I think that's another reason why it's a solid pick for them. Yeah, it's tough for me to disagree. I mean, I think you know, quote, we're going to say this a lot today, and today's NBA, 
Uh, I would go with a wing. If there's a guy who you think could be as good, I think he's a more of a sure thing than Doncic. I am just in on Doncic, and I think him and Devin Booker would be great together. Throw in Josh Jackson. I think that's the core of three really good players going forward. I can't hate the Aiden pick. Uh, we'll see. The Suns are terrible. But, but Aiden is your pick right here. You're picking Aiden. Aiden is the pick. Aiden is off the board okay. for our draft. I'm, right, I'm marking it in. Aiden. Right. One, one last thing on Aiden, though. I feel like he's got the like LeBron and Greg Oden like old man face when he's only 19 years old. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing based on how both those players worked out, but it's just the... I feel like these guys come up like every few seasons. Yeah, well, did you see Nigeria's goalkeeper yesterday in the World Cup? They they said he's oh, the nineteen year old. Yeah, he looks nine. He said they say he's nineteen. He looks forty. So, <laughs> who knows? I don't. I don't know what these ages. Aiton's the pick for sake of time. Let's move on. After this point, it's a total free for all. Like, there's a lot of really good totally players, cool. and it's going to be really interesting to see where they go. The Kings are crazy. Uh, actually, the Kings are your pick, so I'm going to hold off on my thoughts. Who are you taking for the Sacramento Kings with the number two pick? Okay. For the Sacramento Kings, you know, they're, they're kind of starting from the bottom. They don't have much. They had a draft last year. They got Harry Giles, who's a project with a big position. And then, uh, what's his name? Fox. The, Darren Fox, who's Darren a stud. Fox, yeah, I like him. Guard. So. You're probably going to stay away from point guard. And here, uh, I think the pick is a no-brainer, and it's Luka Doncic. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm like you. I think he's the man. I think even though he, I haven't seen that many uh, highlights of him, he's basically a 19-year-old that's dominating the second-best league in the world. And for some reason, I think people are discounting the fact that he's getting all these MVPs in the, in the, um, the European League. And he's like the star player. He's probably the best European prospect to ever come to the NBA. It's he, um, he's getting and he's like dipped a little lately. He, I read between the Euros and like everything else, he played. He's played ninety games this year, ninety, and he's like eighteen years old. So I think it's inevitable yeah, like, that he hits he a needs wall. A break. He needs a break. The Kings are seriously considering not taking him. There's like a lot of I don't know if it's a smokescreen or what. But they leaped up in the draft. They were supposed to have, like, the sixth pick. They, like, shocked everyone in the lottery. They were planning on going after Michael Porter Jr. They still really like Michael Porter Jr. I think at two, it's crazy. I think that's why they're rumored to get traded. They're looking to shop the pick, potentially. I think the Kings are idiots if they don't take Doncic. But they're the Kings, and this is what they do. I know. They're just bouncing up the set. But the thing is that they're, like, body D-batch and, and page story that Pages Teriakovic are the guys making this. Like they have to back up their European brother, you know. They have no one. They have Fox. They have Buddy Heald. Uh, if it's not Doncic, I think they really. I like I said they like Porter. I would be shocked if they put Porter number two. I think that would be with all his injury concerns. Porter, you're going to hear me mention Porter for like every team over the next seven picks because he's right. Yeah, no, he's definitely like the biggest wild card. He's the guy who's going to swing the draft because every team likes him, but I just don't know his back and now his hip. He missed all of his college season with his back. Supposed to have a workout on Friday for all these teams, and he had to cancel it because of his hip, and they had to do an MRI, and the hip is fine. But I, it's just I don't know. And then uh, Bagley, everyone loves Bagley. So I think Bagley's outside of Aiton, the closest thing to a sure pick. We'll talk a little bit more when he actually gets drafted in our draft. Doncic right. should be the pick. I hope he's the pick for Kings fans. If not, don't be shocked if he doesn't go there. It would be idiotic if he doesn't go. All right. I agree. If, it, if it's not him getting picked, I think the Kings will go with Bagley as well. Um, and we can get into the pluses and minuses of him as a – as a prospect, but really for Sacramento here, you need a playmaker. You need somebody to build around the Aaron Fox, Buddy Heels. These guys are all could be solid contributors, but you need somebody that's going to be, be able to carry a team. And I think that's well, I think that's why they like Bagley too, or Porter. I mean, they say superstar potential in Porter, but Bagley is going to come in and kill it at least offensively. Well, let's hold off. I feel like Bagley is going to, I don't, I don't agree with that. 
We'll see. All right. Well, we'll get to Bagley. All right. Let's move on. All right. Up next is the Atlanta Hawks. I think the draft gets super interesting here because, again, there's all these people only already off the board, Aiden Doncic. I'm going to go. I think not only this is who I think they should take because he's safe and I think he's going to be really good, but I also think he fits a lot of needs for them. I'm going with, oh, I just forgot his first name, Jaron Jackson. Is it Jaron Jackson? Jaron Jackson, Jackson, Jackson Jr. with the third pick to the Atlanta Hawks. I, just, I thought I was about to say Josh Jackson. JJJ, he reminds me of a young Al Horford. He can shoot the ball. He's a awesome defender. He's probably the best, I would say best pure defender in the, in the draft. Was awesome in Michigan State last year. He's super young. He's a little bit of a project. I don't think he's going to come in and win Rookie of the Year or anything. But I do expect him to come in. And he fits in well with what they have right now. I mean, they stink, too. You could say they need everything. They have Schroeder, who wants to get traded. I like Collins. I like Bembry and everyone else they have. But I think they could put Jackson in there to play with Collins. I think he complements Collins very well. And I think he's a good building block for them. I also think... Yeah, I mean, I, I like I like Jackson here, too. I think he's good. I, don't, I feel like everybody wants to compare all these prospects to Al Horford. It's lazy, and he I'll jump out of the gym. I just, where I just did that. Yeah, I agree. But but he can shoot, and um, I think he's more of like he's got the in, a decent interior presence, but he can really move his feet. And in today's NBA or the modern NBA, I think it's all about big guys that can defend, who can switch out to wings and guards, and be able to hold their own. And so he's a great uh, great fit for that type of. You know, defense. He, I mean, you just, I agree with everything you just said, and he, that's him. Everything you just said, that's him. He could switch. He'll be able to guard multiple positions. He's a really good shooter. His offense, his, the best offensive days are way ahead of him. I think he's only 18. At most, he's 19. Uh, I like him. I think Bagley is in the conversation there. I also think, obviously, if Doncic falls, they should take him in a heartbeat if the Kings do something stupid. But Jackson, I think, might be the safest prospect in the draft just because he's going to come out and be a really good two-way player. And I think that's not debatable. So let's move All on. Right. Atlanta hits a home run with Jackson. Oh, let me record it. You are going fourth, the Memphis Grizzlies. Let me, before you say your pick, uh, Memphis, who was terrible last year, their owner said they want to come out and win 50 games this year. Marcus Gasol's back and Mike Conley's back. All right, yeah, so that's really telling because I think there are really two ways that the Grizz can go about uh, on this pick, and I really see this one as being the most up in the air. So one approach is you get an instant contributor that's going to slot in next to Conley and Gasol and be able to contribute right away and get them into the playoffs and hopefully far. Or you can say, hey, writing's on the wall. I've got these uh, older veterans that are probably going to start to fade and start to look for that um, top pick with star potential that you can build around for the future. So I think it's really interesting. I'm really not sure what way the Grizz are thinking, but based on sort of the owner's comments, I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh, let's go with the win now approach and pick Marvin Bagley out of Duke. Um, he had an amazing year last year, um, had, you know, 20 points, 11 rebounds, something like that. And in basically the hardest conference in the nation. And he brings some like go-to skill sets. He's got, he's got offensive moves. He's got unstoppable left hand. He's a great rebounder and they need a power forward on that team. So I think he's a pick for the win now mode, but, um, if they were maybe looking at somewhere, uh, getting a star for the future, because I'm not sold on Bagley's star power, um, I could also see them taking uh, Michael Porter. Yeah, I think the pick is either going to be those two names. It's got to be Porter or Bagley. I think Bagley's going to come in and kill it. I, I, I agree. I don't know what his ceiling is, but I think he's going to come in and be almost what he is right away. He'll develop a jumper eventually. I like that you can't really shoot a lot. It's inconsistent. But I feel very confident he's going to come in and average like 18 and 10 right away. And Gasol could... 18 and 10, wow. Yeah, I think he's a beast. Offensively. I think defensively he's going to struggle a lot. I think a lot of people, reason people are torn on him 
is as the league keeps going small, is he a five? Can he guard fives? Not really. Can he rim protect? Not really. So now you have a 6'11 big guy that's just a force around the rim. Can you win with that? I think that's what everyone's torn on. But I think Bagley kind of answers both the questions that uh, the, the Grizzlies have. That Yes, it gives them a, a tool that they could win with right now. I think Brett, their brass, their front office would be thrilled if they got Bagley. Um, but I also think Bagley, I mean, Bagley's super young. He could come in and be, be a, a great player for them for the next 10 years. I think Porter is very much in play. I'm just still freaked out about Porter's health, so I think he continues to slide down the draft board. Bagley, we're locking yeah. it in. I feel really good about our mock draft so far. All I right. mean, yeah, we're agreeing a lot here. What I will say about Bagley, like, you know, the guy has not shown that he can play any defense. He's playing zone at Duke. They had to but go But his, like, block and steal numbers are just, like, abysmal. Like, no. I would be scared. Like, does this guy even know how to play defense? He's, uh, yeah, the they had to go zone the entire year. I think he's a DH. I think he comes in, he'll get you 20 and 10, and then he'll kill you on defense. I like the way he meshes with Gasol, though, who could play away from the rim, who's a really good exactly. passer. Him, I think Bagley and Gasol, who I'm still a big Gasol guy. On our season preview with Zach, I was hammering Gasol. I actually really like Memphis this year before everyone got hurt. I think those two make a really interesting front court offensively. So will they go anywhere long-term? No, but I think it's fun for the next year. Before they eventually have to trade Marvin Gasol. All right. Right. Moving on. Maybe we'll disagree here. Number five pick, Dallas Mavericks, who got really screwed, tried to tank, ended up with the fifth pick. This one is tough because they got Tennis Smith. They got Harrison Barnes and nothing else, really. Again, I almost, almost took Michael Porter here, but I am going to take Bamba. I can't. Yes. I think Bamba is really interesting. Uh, what's his first name? I can't remember any of these guys. Mohamed Bamba. Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. He's seven foot. He's super long. He could shoot. Some people think this guy could go as high as the number two pick. Some people think the Celtics are in love with him and want to trade Jalen Brown to get him. A lot of buzz. I think there'd be the, say there's the most buzz around him, besides Porter and his injury and everything else. But I think, you know, it's what they wanted in Nearland's Noel. They get a long rim protector that they could put pair up who could lob catch lobs from Dennis Smith. Gives him a building block. And they're saying that he could shoot the ball. I, he didn't shoot the ball very well from in college last year, but you see all these videos of him working out and showing off his jump shot, and he's so young that they're you know, they're saying he could be like Przingis in a way. So He's yeah, no, he's got it. I, I love this pick. Um, we're we're agreeing too much here, but Mo Bamba is like to me. He's got one of the highest ceilings of the draft here. He fits in with the modern NBA. Can move his feet. Has like the most insane uh, reach of any prospect. Like I don't know in the last decade. Like dude doesn't even need to jump barely to dunk the ball, and so he can swat anything near the hoop. Um, and so you've got your defensive anchor. Like, that's what you build a team around, is you have a, a guy that can move, that can protect the hoop, and then if he can shoot, too, that's just an added bonus. That means you open up the floor for everybody else. So I love Mo Bamba here. Yeah, Bamba. I think a lot of teams like Bamba. It's going to be interesting, you know, it, wh- how high he goes. I don't think he gets past the Mavs. He definitely doesn't get past our next team, uh, which is the number six pick. The Orlando Magic. Bamba is off the board, but I think Bamba is their dream player because the Magic are just trying to get length and you know defense. That's what their GM wanted when they took Simmons a year ago or whatever his name is. Yeah, Simmons. Anyway, your number six pick. Who do you got? Uh, no, all I, right. I was thinking so of Jonathan Isaac. Who do you got for the Magic? Sorry, say that again. Who do you? Is your pick Orlando Magic? They need everything too. They suck. They've got yeah, the Magic suck. They just need they need a star. Um, they've got like a couple young guys that you know. Hopefully they pan out. They've got Aaron Gordon at the four and uh, Jonathan Isaac. They, so they're going. They're trying to get that long team. I could see this going a couple different ways. If Michael Porter is on the board, they're definitely going to look at him. Um, although he kind of overlaps with their two guys. He's on and the board. Of, what's that? I said he's on the board right now. Right, I know. So they're going to look at him. 
But I think where this pick goes is I think they swing for the fences and get Trey Young. Yeah, I, I, that's what I have too. God, we agree on every pick so far. And like, so Trey Young, I feel like he's the biggest boomer bust prospect of the draft right here. Easily, he could be Steph Curry, he could be Jimmer Fredette. And it's really hard to tell with a guy with his skill set how he's going to end up. Um, I mean, he was pretty amazing in Oklahoma last year. He can shoot the lights out, uh, but he shot, you know, uh, he took a ton of bad shots, and he's going to have to really learn how to play um, effectively and efficiently in the NBA. But for a team that needs talent and needs scoring talent and a creator and a shooter, uh, I think he answers a lot of questions for the Magic. Um, and then the question is, so, you know, maybe he has the offense, but he's going to obviously be a defensive liability for, you know, pretty much his career. Uh, as he matures, I'm sure he'll get better. But I think Orlando is trying to build a team uh, around him with these long pieces, long guys that can, you know, back him up on defense. So maybe they can cover that weakness. I mean, I, I really wanted to go another direction because I'm like, Trey Young is too hot or cold. I'm really worried about him in the league. He is, I think, the worst defensive player maybe in the league. He's so tiny in this draft. He's like 6'2". Mm-hmm. He's my size. He's like me. Imagine me out there trying to guard Russell Westbrook. And so, but then you I look. Dominant. Yeah, he's going to be a liability on defense probably for his career. Teams are just going to target him. But the Magic's point guards are DJ Augustin and Shelvin Mack. Those are their point guards. <laughs> like, how can they pass? I think they'll look at Colin Sexton. But they're going to see too much of Alfred Payton in him, this like slasher that can't shoot that well. So I think they're going to go with trying to find lightning in a bottle. I do think Trey Young's playmaking ability is very underrated. He averaged nine assists a game last year. Like he was really good vision. He's a really good creator. Defensively, he's a nightmare. This is probably the most polarizing pick. I'm actually really hoping a Magic take him. So he's not around when the Knicks take him because I don't want right. to. I'm like the Knicks will probably take him and I'll feel horrible about it, but have to like him. So I'm hoping he goes to Orlando because if he doesn't go to Orlando and he doesn't go to the Cavs, he's going to be obviously be there for the Knicks, and that makes me nervous. So Orlando is such a bleak team. They just suck, dude. And they they like yeah. since the Dwight trade, they they blew it up when they traded Dwight Howard. And all they have to show for it is Aaron Gordon, who's in a contract year. Right right now, he's a restricted free agent. Evan Fournier, who makes a ton of money. Jonathan Isaac, who might be good in two years. Like, this team stinks. And they, I, would, I think Orlando is the bleakest team to root for, even more than the Suns. What happens if they Yeah, take they have no identity. Suck. They've been sort of all over the map. They're the, the GM that got fired, uh, Hennigan or whatever, he was just in way over his head. Yeah. Who's, who's their coach now? Uh, Can they get a new coach? Orlando Magic. I don't know who their coach is. Let's see. Well, whoever Steve he Cl- is, they hired Steve Clifford, playing. who's a stud. But that's a he. I give him two years. I don't. Oh, Clifford. That's right. I love Clifford. I kind of wanted the Knicks to hire him, but uh, anyway, this is just too much Magic talk. They stink. They take Trey Young, who probably sucks. All right. All right, you're the Bulls. Chicago Bulls. I'm the GM. I'm looking. Lowry Markinen had a great year. Zach Levine is back throwing down haymaking dunks. They have Chris Dunn. They might look. They could go a couple directions. I think Michael Porter's drop falls. I take Michael Porter, even though he's a little redundant with Markinen. I think you could play both of them together and just have wing shooters. Porter could be a superstar. I think you can't have him drop further than seven. Uh, I also, the other pick I would look at, because I think he fits in really well with Markinen, I think they think really hard about Wendell Carter, but I am going to go with Michael Porter because I think he could be a superstar. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be hard to pass up on Porter here if he drops all the way down, but I do love the Wendell Carter fit there if they want like a defensive, a real defensive presence next to Markinen. So I think they're going to have to choose between you know best, best. upside and, and fit there. So best player versus fit. Uh, it's a tough call. It's a very tough call. I, I, I agree. I think Wendell Carter fits perfectly with Markinen. But Porter, who's risky, I mean, his ceiling could be the best player in the draft. He really could. I mean, when he, a year ago, he was considered the number one pick in the draft before he went to Missouri and got hurt. So I think he stops yeah. there. 
I can't see him going any further. Uh, all right, let's continue. Not a good sign, though, by the way, that he had to cut off one of his workouts because he, like, hurt his hip. He hurt his hip. The Knicks went out like, to scout him. The Knicks were going to go and scout him, and they canceled his group workout, because he had, and then he had to have an MRI on his hip. He missed a whole season for his back. I would still take him. I think after Bamba, I think it's even based on the team, I think Aiton, Doncic, Jackson, and Bagley should all go ahead of him. Bamba, based on the team, but I would take him over Trey Young, and I would take him over Wendell Carter. And then who, anybody, who's and, your who's your like current player comp to for Michael Porter? Ah, uh, guy, like he's not going to be KD. He's not going to be. He's going to like a slower Kevin Durant. I don't know. He's what is he? Six ten, six eleven. He could handle yeah. the ball. There's not a lot of guys in the league that could do that, though. That's the thing. It's like the you want to say Durant. He's not Durant because Durant's so much longer and bigger and more athletic. I think he's a poor man's Durant, though, because there's not who else in the league is six ten could dribble and shoot. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know how tall Harrison Barnes is, but I feel like he's like between Harrison Barnes and KD. Uh, let's see what DraftNet says. I don't know. It's tough because. And nobody's seen him play. So it's just like, the, this guy's a total mystery, but he looks good on paper. I hate going with, I hate saying Durant. It's such a cop-out. NBA draft. Did have done more research, bro. Kevin Durant, Joe Johnson is what they're saying. Uh, yeah, slower, less explosive Kevin Durant, if he's healthy. I'll tell you, if he's on the board when the Knicks are taking him and the Knicks are there, I want the Knicks to take him because I think his, the upside is there. We're almost yeah. at my Knicks. I can't wait. Number eight, Cleveland Cavaliers. I got Brooklyn's pick. Porter's off the board. Who are you taking? All right. So I think there are a couple of different. Obviously, Cleveland, they're in a tight spot here. They either have to make a pick to appease LeBron and hopefully get him to stay um, or plan for the post-LeBron future and, you know, probably blowing up and, you know, having a fire sale on a lot of the guys that they have on the team. Uh, I think that they are praying that Michael Porter yeah. continues to fall. I agree. Porter is the perfect and, pick for them. Yeah, if they can get Porter, that's like then that the the trade, the Kyrie trade, like maybe it, you know, was worth it if he ends up being a superstar. Uh, but with him off the board, they're really looking at more kind of. Uh, role player pieces are really solid, like contributor starters, but I don't think there's much star power left. Um, if I were them, you know, I would say this one's tough. I think there are two options really. Wendell Carter, who I see as a, a legit comparison to Al Horford, um, and the other is Colin Sexton, a uh, point guard out of Alabama, who is just like a beast with a mean streak who is an all-time competitor, yep. who LeBron would probably love to be playing with, somebody that's willing to make plays, uh, get in people's grill, and you know, fight for the team. A menace on defense. I really like Colin Sexton's defense. Who's the the problem is he can't shoot, though. Ah, and no. I don't know if that he's shown like that he has the potential to improve his shot. I guess you never really know with these guys, but point guards that can't shoot, they're, you know, they're a dying breed. And so you got to really bring other other uh, attributes to the table. So if I'm the Cavs, um, I think I go with Wendell Carter. You know, assuming like you're going to want to, you still got Tristan Thompson there, uh, but you bring in this young center, and he's going to be your defensive anchor for years to come, and he'll have a much more polished offensive game than Tristan Thompson. And probably find a way to unload Tristan Thompson and probably half of your other team. Um, because let's let's face it, LeBron's not staying in Cleveland. Yeah, that's right. You were like, well, they have to appease LeBron. LeBron's gone, dude. So I think they just go to what's <laughs> going to help us the most. I agree that Porter Jr. is the pick, if he's there. He's already gone in our draft. But if Porter's there, they have to take Porter because he comes in and could be not only maybe they could try and sell him to LeBron, even though LeBron's gone. But he also gives them a face to build around. That being said, I also like the Colin Sexton option, but I think Wendell Carter is the best player on the draft for what you or best player left. Um, 
I also disagree that you think they could trade anyone. I think outside of Kevin Love, I don't know if anyone on that team is tradable because they're all on these huge contracts. Cleveland, when LeBron leaves, Cleveland will have the bleakest situation in the NBA. They will have be like the worst off team in the league, without a doubt. So does Wendell Carter help their fan base? Does it put butts in the seat? Does it help anything? No. But he's a good, young, big man that when Tristan Thompson becomes a free agent, they can let him go. They can slowly start to kind of build around pieces around him. I think they're just keeping their fingers crossed for Michael Porter. Maybe Colin Sexton, but I think they take Mike, uh, Wendell Carter. All right, finally. My New York Knicks, they stink. They need everything. They need wings. That's what Fitzdale and the front office is saying. They want athletic wings. They want athletes. They could also use a center, even though they have a ton of centers on their contra- on their roster. None of them, I think, are long-term options. They're going to look hard. I wanted to call him Michael Bridges, but I think it's... What, how did you know? Mikel. Mikel? Yeah. I think that's the pick that most... I'd feel okay with Mikel Bridges. I would feel okay. I would really... I think if Porter's on the board, I can't imagine he goes by Cleveland. I would take him here, too, if there's injury concerns. But you know who I'm going to take? He's got a lot of buzz around him. The Knicks really like him. He's going to be a little bit of a liability on defense. I'm going to take Kevin Knox out of Kentucky. <laughs> he's 18. He's huge. He's smooth as hell. He could shoot the crap out of the ball. Uh, I think he's the best offensive player on the board. I think they're going to look really hard at both bridges. McCall Bridges, uh-huh. Miles Bridges. If Wendell Carter's on the board, I could sell myself into him. Uh, as a re- I think Carter would be a really nice fit next to Brzingis. But the reality is, we've talked about it a bunch, you know, the, the league is about guys who could guard multiple positions, could shoot, everyone's going small. We already have Przingis. I think Nick will always need a big man to play with Przingis, but I want guys that are going to be on the court for the last five minutes. Like, you could find seven-foot big guys to guard the other big guy on the team for the first three-quarters of the game, and then when it's closing time... I want Przingis at the five, and I want wings next to him. And so I think Kevin Knox, he's young. He's the youngest guy in the draft. Super smooth on offense. I think right now Bridges is better. Mile Bridges might be better. But I think Knox has the highest upside. I'm taking Kevin Knox. Am I crazy? This, yeah, I think, is our I first think, surprise. I don't draft. think you're crazy, but I think you're right. It's the it's pick with the highest upside, maybe, or one of the highest upsides. I would not have made this pick. I think for if you're the Knicks right now, where you got Porzingis, you got a couple years of Porzingis left, you need to make sure that this pick is a good one. And like with Kevin Knox, I don't, I don't know what happened, but apparently he had a terrible pro day. Like, he, how do you have a terrible pro day? He, he had a bad pro like, day. He had a great workout for the Knicks, though. So he had a pro well, day, and then he had a, and then he had a workout. And the pro day stunk, but then his workout, apparently, the Knicks were blown away. Yeah, but that right there is just red flag, like inconsistency. Like, where's this guy's head? You got your like pro day that you're prepping for for months, and then you come out and you bomb it. And people are like, uh, your stock drops as a result. Like, I, I don't know what happened there, but I think it's a red flag. If I were the Knicks, I would go with something with a safer pick. I'd probably do Mikhail Bridges, who you know is going to come in, have a really smooth stroke hopefully develop more of a, a playmaking ability. And he's definitely got the switchability. He's like a hard defender, comes out of Villanova, good program. Winning, good winning pedigrees, won two championships, which the Knicks have none of on their team. They have no winning pedigree players. Uh, so, yeah, I think um, I think you dropped the ball on this one, bro. So, here, listen, I even did a little tears. If they take Porter, Knox, or, or McCall Bridges, I'm okay with it. Like, if they take Bridges, I'm not going to be throwing anything at the TV. I think he's good. He'll be a, he's going to be a starting good role player in the league. I don't know how much more he's going to develop, though. He's only, already 22, and he's safe. Everyone's saying he's the best, safest 3 and D prospect in the league. Uh, I just think Knox, we don't know what Knox is yet. And I think he's 6, what is he, 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, could shoot the three. He's smooth. He's athletic. He gets. He just could put the ball in the rim. And I think him at the four, and Brzingis at the five, and then you have Neil Aquina, and then you go out and you sign Kyrie next year. All of a sudden, you have something. <laughs> oh, here we dude. go. Oh, don't get me started. We're not going to talk about Kyrie today, but whoa, that's happening, dude. That's how Kyrie today yeah. is happening. 
I'm not going to lie. I was, I, I'm really hoping that Kevin Knox drops the Wizards, but I just don't see that happening. But I think it's he he's the, the hottest. Awesome, like, small ball four to, to play with the Wizards. He is the hottest rising prospect in the draft, for the record. Like, of all these, right now we're in this, like, zone, the, where the Knicks are drafting and where the Wizards are drafting, where we're going to end. All these names, I wouldn't say they're interchangeable. I think Bridges is going to go higher, but all these guys are kind of fluid, and I think Knox is kind of making a push late in the draft because he's had some really good team workouts. Uh, I would be yeah. okay with Michael Bridges or McCall. I also, to a lesser degree, Miles Bridges, I'm not going to be devastated if they take Miles Bridges because I think he could play three, and when they go small, you could put him maybe at the four. He's six seven, but like maybe he's, he's big and strong and thick, and he could attack the rim. He's athletic. Any of those guys I'll be okay with. If they take Trey Young or they take Colin Sexton, I'm going to freak out. That's where I'm going to have a panic attack. <laughs> it's Trey Young we already talked about. He's all over the place. And Sexton, who I really like, he can't. I don't know if he could shoot. I think he's an, he only averaged three assists last year at Alabama. I think he's an undersized shooting guard. Um, out on Sexton, at least at my at the nine. The Knicks, you know, you know who was pretty good for the Knicks last year. I know we're not building around him, but they have Trey Young. I mean, uh, Trey Burke, they have Moutier, they have Neil Aquina. Figure that out. Let Neil Aquina, like, establish himself. And then Kyrie wants to go to New York. Why would you draft a point guard the year before Kyrie <laughs> I, I becomes a free we agent? I talking about this, bro. I'm just saying, like, don't take a point guard. Take a wing. We have no wings. If they take either of the Bridges or Knox, I'm okay. I do think Wendell Carter will be good. I'm okay with that. I think Porter is probably the best scenario for us. Anyone else, I'm going to be upset. That's that's my next stance. It's going to be really awkward when it's on my family vacation and I'm huddled in a bedroom downstairs watching the draft, waiting for the Knicks to pick. All right. <laughs> we should probably speed it up a little. we got six picks left. Are you ready to kind of All right, yeah. These? These, these next few I feel like nobody really cares about, so we can do these quicker too. All right. You're up, 76ers. All right. So the Sixers, you know, obviously they have an amazing foundation established. They've got Embiid. They've got Simmons. They've got some nice, like, 3 and D wings. I think what they need, and, and they also have Fultz, who, you know, obviously kind of missed out on his whole first year, but they got to still be feeling pretty good about him in, in the brief flashes that he's shown. Dude, this is a no-brainer pick. It's your uh, pick. Well, let, let, no me, brainer. Let, me, uh, let me finish. Knox is off the what, board. What they may be missing is some shooting. Because Obviously. Redick is going to be Redick is now a free agent, and they signed a a couple of the guys late last season that were playoff contributors, who added a lot of three point shooting for them. But who knows if they're going to be able to resign those guys? So I'm going with Mikel Bridges out of Villanova yeah. for Philly's pick. He's a Philly guy. Uh, they probably love him for that too, and so I think that's the pick. And the fact that it took you two minutes to get to that pick is ridiculous. It's a, such a no-brainer. He's a three and D guy. He doesn't need the ball in his hands. He'll catch threes in the corner for Ben Simmons. It's a no-brainer pick. That's I spend a lot of time on Reddit, which is pathetic in my own right. Nick's Reddit page, but <laughs> Philly fans are all in on Bridges. I also follow a lot of like Philly guys on Twitter, and they all want Bridges. McCall Bridges. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. If he's on the board, if the Knicks don't take him, it's him. If the Knicks do take them, it's going to be interesting. I don't know who they'll go. In our draft, Knicks won Kevin Knox. Sixers take McCall Bridges. The Hornets are up. This one's a little tough because this team just kind of sucks. They really just need to blow it up and get rid of everyone. They got Kemba. I think they like Malik Monk. They have Dwight, who I know isn't a part of their long-term plans. They need wings and basically everything. I'm taking Miles Bridges. He just feels like a Michael Jordan pick. A big yeah. name in college, you know he's gonna he could go as high as the Knicks at nine, I think maybe to Cleveland at eight if they surprise him. He's big, he's strong, he could shoot a little. He's super athletic. He might be the most athletic player outside Zaire Smith in the draft. Uh, I didn't love the way he played in certain situations last year. I watched a lot of him because going into this year, that's kind of who I wanted the Knicks to take. Like going into this year, college season, I was like. I'm really going to watch Miles Bridges because I know he'll be around when the Knicks are going to draft, and I think I want the Knicks to take him. I would still be okay if they took him, but whenever a team went zone and he would just be hoisting threes and he'd be trying to create stuff on his own, it just looks ugly. And I know he's young, and I think there's a place for him in the league, and I think he'll be pretty good. But I, I don't know what to make of Miles Bridges. I just think sometimes he looks good, sometimes he looks awful. 
What are your thoughts yeah, about Yeah, I agree Bridges? with you. He, he, he's an explosive athlete. He can definitely, like, he checks a lot of the boxes in terms of defense, energy, being able to guard multiple positions. He can shoot a little. I think really his, like, playmaking ability and shooting ability is what's a little bit up in the air. Like, he can make plays, but, you know, you you probably can't defend depend on him to create his own shot a lot. He, do you, and it, it's unfortunate for Charlotte because, honestly, if they had the opportunity to take a shot at, on somebody here, I feel like they're one of the teams that really just needs a star. And so they don't really have that option here. You might, I don't know, maybe say Colin Sexton um, has that maybe star potential and be able to like run, a, run his own team. Um, but there's just a lot of question marks there and so I, I agree, Miles Bridges could be a pretty good pick here, and for some reason, he does seem like a Michael Jordan pick. I don't know why either. It's like this kind of like big name in college, one of the best players last year. Like those are the guys Jordan picks. It's like, oh, this guy was the best player in college last year. I'll take him. Right. They have Kemba. God, they have Batum. This team sucks. Ugh, I don't think they go guard. I think they need a wing to play with Kid Gilchrist and Batum and Marvin Williams. I like. I yeah. mean, unless they unless they swing like a Kemba trade during the draft and like pick up a, a late first round pick or something, and then I think a point guard is then they go Colin Sexton for sure. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll see. I, but let's let's not get trade once we mix trades. In it's here, the Hornets, this, dude. This, we got to move. Let's thing. move on from the Hornets. Uh, I do think Miles Bridges, though. The three names we just said in a row, Knox. McCall Bridges and Miles Bridges, I think he's the best shot creator of the three of them. Those are basically, I think, the three guys the Knicks that want to take. Maybe uh-huh. Trey Young falls. It scares the hell out of me. I hope he doesn't. But I think realistically the Knicks, who they're expecting to be there, they're probably hoping for Porter, and then they're trying to figure out who they want between Knox, Bridges, and Bridges. So those are the three players I've been following a lot uh, the last week. Or really all season, but definitely in the last week. All right. Uh, you're going to do... The next two picks, so you could also get the Wizards. The Clippers are up with 12 and 13. All right, so now I'm on the clock with the Clippers for the 12th and 13th picks of the lottery. Uh, okay, so the Clippers are kind of in a weird spot. They're sort of in no man's land. They've got some good players, uh, but their contracts are up in the next two years or something, and I kind of think they just need to replenish the talent really across the roster. They're probably looking at who the best players are and looking to target them. Uh, so first pick, it doesn't really matter which order these go in, but I'm going to get a, a point guard. Colin Sexton is still on the board. Love I it. think they take the most talented player available, and so Colin Sexton will be one of the picks. And then uh, – Given that, I hate to do this because I'm looking ahead at the Wizards. Yeah, ticket. I already know where you're going with it, yeah. And I think that they get Robert Williams out of Texas A&M. He's a rim-running uh, power forward slash center, and I think they basically bring him in assuming that um, DJ is going to leave a free agency. Uh, you took. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy how similar our drafts are because I had Sexton and Williams. I think Williams is the Wizards' dream pick. It should be the Wizards' dream pick. But uh, DeAndre has a player option for this year. I think he's going to opt out this summer. So I think he's 29. I bet you they don't bring him back. So De- they need a big man to kind of step in. And then point guard, their only point guard on contract after next year is Lou Williams. I think they have to take Colin Sexton. It makes too much sense. They're also a team that could trade up. I've heard they're shopping 12 and 13. They might want to move into the top five with Memphis, who wants to trade back. Tobias Harris, that could be a move. I don't know. We'll see. They really want Michael Porter. I don't think that will happen. This team, you know, they're also, you know, LeBron is on the conversation. Kawhi is in the conversation. The Clippers are a team to watch on draft night because it could be interesting. If they don't, I love your Sexton and Robert Williams picks as much as it's going to hurt Wizards fans. You have any thoughts? We on- should run a team, man. I, that's what I'm saying. All right, let's let's get to the Wizards. We got a good 14. I'm the Denver Nuggets. I am taking whose name I can't pronounce. I hope hopefully you can. Uh, I like the <laughs> Kentucky point guard for them. 
Go for it, man. Shy Gilgaius Alexander? Gilg- I think you're close. I think it's Gilgius. Shy Gilgius? That would be my guess. He's six six. He's got a seven foot wingspan. He kind of, you know, reminds reminds me of Neil Aquino. I think he's better with the ball. He's a better point guard, but he's like a defensive point guard. I think the Nuggets could go wing here and look at Zaire Smith or Lonnie Walker, but they need. I think they need a point guard because when you look at their roster, they just don't have a point guard of the future. They they're trying to turn uh, not Jamal Murray into a point guard, which I don't love. Devin Harris is yeah. a backup point guard. You know, I still really like Gary Harris. I think they could move Jamal Murray and Gary Harris over, and then they could bring in Alexander. I think that makes sense for me. But I would also look at Zaire Smith or Lonnie Walker. Who who would you take if you're the Nuggets? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel your pick. I think, like, because he's so big, you could probably play him, maybe play him with uh, Gary Harris and Jamal Murray. And so, you know, you still have Jamal Murray guard point guards or guard whoever the weak player is and then have him pick up maybe the bigger guys. Uh, but yeah, there are a lot of different ways Denver could go. I've seen them, uh, taking Robert Williams if he was still available, um, to kind of like replace Paul Millsap over time. Um, but you know, they just need, I think they're, they're looking for backups too, people that can contribute. So Mm -hmm. I think they're just trying to hit one here. Um, I could see Lonnie Walker going here too. They're in a big contract dilemma with all these guys that are about to get paid. Jokic is about to get paid. And then they already paid Gary Harris, Jamal Murray in a year. I've read they're trying to dump Kenneth Reed's contract for like the last 10 months or something crazy. And they might be willing to attach the 14th pick to do it. And if they did that, like every team, like the Wizards, that'd be great for the Wizards. Although they, uh, the Wizards can't do it. The Knicks, if like Cantor opted out, I would take Kenneth Farid in the 14th pick, and like take another guy here. I think they're still in a really good range, but they'll probably take either Alexander or one of the wings. The Wizards are up. I know we're out of the mock now, but are out of the lottery. But we have a lot of Wizards fans that listen to the draft, and you're a big Wizards fan, so we agreed we go all the way to 15. Big names yeah, left on the so board. Zaire Smith. I'm, I, I'm Ernie Grunfeld now. Uh, we've, we, thank God we didn't give away our first-round pick like we tend to do. So it's exciting to have another pick, finally. And, um, you know, unfortunately, the, the lottery hasn't really, the pick so far hasn't really shaken out so great for us. I think everybody knows what we want is like a young big. Uh, somebody that can be a defensive presence and somebody that can, you know, you can throw lobs to or just be a target, uh, another target for John Wall and Bradley Beal. Uh, take some of the pressure off them and be just really be an upgrade from Gortat. Um, so Robert Williams was definitely, you know, the guy that I think we were help, hoping would fall. And in our mock, he didn't. There's not a whole lot of like other big guy talent that's like just jumping out at you in this range. Um, there are a couple guys that we might take a reach on. And then there are a couple, there, there are some, uh, shooting guards or guards that, you know, could also be worthwhile picks. So honestly, if I'm the Wizards, I either am taking Lonnie Walker out of Miami, who's just kind of a do it all guard. He's a scorer. He could come off the bench and like really improve our bench unit. He could maybe even back up um, John Wall or Bradley Beal. Um, if we really are stuck on wanting to go with a big man, I would actually pick Omari Spellman. Out of Villanova, this guy uh, had a great year, freshman year out of college. And look, he doesn't have necessarily the like huge athleticism that you know the Robert Williams does but he's a big he can shoot and he can defend and he's got the uh, I don't know if you saw him in the NCAA tournament he was knocking down threes left and right and he's going to be able to come in and give them this other offensive presence that they really just haven't had he's almost like uh, Markeith Morris uh, like a, a rich man's Markeith I'd say and uh, he's got the, the wingspan and just the body to be able to defend. So I know it's a bit of a stretch. He was slotted for sort of mid-20s or something. But based on the Wizards' needs, 
Um, you know, we can't, we've gotten these wings in the past, and they take some time to develop, but they're coming along. I think we just want somebody that's going to fit into the lineup and add value right away. I kind of love this pick. I didn't see that coming at all. I, you know, I thought you were going to say Zaire Smith. I don't really love Lonnie Walker. Some people love him. I think he's a little too raw. I think he'll be good. So Zaire Smith. They're both raw as hell. And Spe- is it Spellman or Spielman? I think it's Spellman. Yeah, he's only 6'9". He's not huge, but I do think you go small ball with him. I think it's super interesting. I kind of love it, to be honest. I didn't see that coming, but obviously their dream pick is Robert Williams. I also think if Kevin Knox is there, they'd love to have him because he could come yeah, in, agreed. back up Marquis for a year, and then Marquis's a free agent, and then maybe you start him. Uh, another guy put the ball in the rim, but I like Spellman. I think he, he was awesome in March. He was awesome in the tournament. I can't believe he went pro. I thought he was going to stay another year. It's interesting, though. He's the only other really good big man right there. I don't like the other guy, the guy who didn't play this year, Mitchell Robinson or whatever. He's too much of a wild card. Uh, I think it's Yeah, this area, you're really just you're, you're kind of guessing because you've got a lot of young guys that are coming out after like their first year, and you know they have these like uh, aspects of their game that people are projecting, oh, this could be a great NBA skill set, and you just don't really know. So that's just tough, but um, you got to just sort of take your best guess, and I think Spellman's got uh, got the skill set that the Wizards want. I wouldn't rule out Troy. I think his name's Troy Smith, a guy from Oregon. Have you heard anything about from him? Oregon? Yeah, he could. He's like a wing slash guard. He's interesting. I think he could come in and help handle the ball a little and create. We'll see. I really like your pick. That's our mock draft. I was going to recite it, but it seems like a lot to read, so we just won't. Kevin Knox of the Knicks was the shocking pick of the draft. We'll see. The, dr- <laughs> <laughs> the draft is on Thursday. Today's Sunday. We'll get this uploaded tonight or tomorrow. We'll be potting a lot more this summer uh, with off-season news and talking about LeBron get my boy Julian on. But hopefully we'll Big do one. NBA summer, man. But- I-, I love how it's like everybody's waiting for the finals to end so like the good part of the NBA season can start. Again. I agree, dude. I was like over Warriors. I, we didn't do we usually we do it throughout the playoffs. I was like, I don't really care about Warriors, Cavs again. Everything that happened that I thought would happen happened. And I was just it's not interesting. The draft maybe because I'm just a Knicks fan and the Knicks are awful. I've been really dialed in on the draft. I think the draft night is gonna be fun. Between the Kings and Memphis and the Clippers, even maybe Charlotte. I think there's a lot of trades that might go down. There's Kawhi. There's a lot of things that could happen. You know, Portland could mix it up and trade Dame or McCollum. There's a lot of stuff that could happen in the next couple days, and I think it's going to be awesome. And so we'll be potting a lot more. Super juicy. Zach is just giving up on the pie. Kills me. It's usually his forte, but we'll have to give you a call again, D, if things get spicy, which you know they will. All right. I'm (laughs) going to head back to the beach, dude, because my family's probably like, where the hell are you? Uh, all right, but this is Two Idiots Talking Sports. Follow us on Twitter, and uh, follow us this summer. We'll be potting all summer. Thanks for coming on, D. Hey, my pleasure, man. We said we'd be done in half an hour. Took almost an hour. Sounds about right, but uh, Two Idiots Talking Sports. Uh, we'll, we're out. Peace. Be sure to Peace. down, good Lord, with the Two Idiots Talking Sports. Strictly, man, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali. Ooh-wee, you can't get them out of your mind, no. They talk about the sports all the time.